I'm Angela Kelly Robeck, host of the Empowered Principal Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Coming up on episode 129 of Podcast PD, we're speaking with Jared Lamb to explore innovative approaches to education and the essential qualities of effective leadership. Let's start the show. This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development. Our conversations and guests will provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day. Except you're going to have more fun with AJ Bianco and me, Chris Nessie. Let's start the show. What is up, podcast people? It's Podcast PD. I'm Chris Nessie, at Mr. Nessie on Twitter, and I am joined as always by the podcast Paisano. AJ, what's going on? Still the Paisano. Still the Paisano. Everything's good, Chris. Hey, we, we're here at the end of June, and uh, I'm breathing a little easier as this thing called summer is here. We did it. We made it to the end of the school year, and for that I say... Celebration. Celebration. We did it. Another year in the books. So how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I took off on Friday. I'm off this coming week. And then uh, I'll head back for July as uh, summer school begins. And I'll take care of my summer school responsibilities and, you know, taking care of the kids as they're in the building. Again. Now for summer school, is that like uh, like the JV basketball coach coaches the summer league basketball team? They're in charge. The varsity coach isn't around. Are you the principal of summer school? I'm the principal of summer school just because it was passed down to me. Like I, oh, I'm, okay. I just have to make sure everybody's safe. That's really what it comes down to. There's nothing I really have to do. Okay. God help me if I have to do discipline in summer school. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure some school, people somewhere in some summer school they have I, to. I'm, I am just saying I don't want to. Okay. I've had enough of that this year. All right. You heard it here, kids. Just do what you want. He's not going to. Because I'm sure all, they're all listening right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of listeners, we got executive producer Stephanie Scrocky checking in. I wonder if she's at home in New Jersey. I know she made her way to ISTE in Philadelphia, Ooh. so she might be hanging out in a hotel room. I don't know. ISTE. I'll be there tomorrow and when uh, Tuesday as we're recording this. Um, but if you're listening on the podcast side, it already happened. And let me tell you, it was great. <laughs> that's what I heard. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I heard. Um, speaking of great. So life is good. Let's get right to our guest Let's because- do. I mean, he's hanging in an office on Sunday night here. So let's, I know it's, it's amazing what these principals will do. They just uh, work. Your office just, looks a lot like your dining room. <laughs> uh, yes. I, I told you I'm off this week. I'm not even thinking about school until nice. July. All right. So we're going to be speaking tonight with Jared Lamb. He is the associate VP for basis ed in Louisiana, and he's the head of school of basis in Baton Rouge. Jared began his work in education as a teacher, and he taught secondary math and science, and he's been a public charter school principal for 15 years. The majority of his experience as an educator has been in New Orleans, and a year ago, he moved to Baton Rouge with his wife and three wonderful children. The wife and children aren't with him because, as we said, he's in his office, but now he's on Podcast PD. Good evening, Jared, and welcome. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Chris and AJ. It's great to be here. Great to have you, man. Thank you. 
AJ has this love-hate, mostly hate relationship with TikTok, and I'm in love with TikTok, and that's how I discovered Jared, because he's got, he's, correct me if I'm wrong, you're relatively new to TikTok, but you've got this big-time following, and you're putting out content about being a principal, and it's like wildfire on the internet. (laughs) So, okay, so true story. Uh, As of about three weeks ago, I didn't have a TikTok account I didn't know how to use TikTok. I never even scrolled TikTok myself, right? Uh, and so I had my, my wife uh, and my three children were out of town. They're at my in-laws' house. And so I had, it was me and the dog hanging out over the weekend. And I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to try this. I'm going I'm to try this out. I had actually seen a couple principals uh, who started TikTok accounts. And I said, that's, that's a cool idea. And so I, tr- I, I logged in, signed up for my first TikTok account, came to school on a Saturday, filmed a little video, uh, and... Uh, Lo and behold, a million views later and the video going viral. Here, here we are. Yes. All right. So what was what, what describe for people the content of your TikTok, right? So principal on TikTok, what are you making content about? So so my uh, my first video was actually about this this, this rolling cart. Um, I'm, I'm here at the office uh, right now because, again, I have three young kids. Uh, and this uh, podcast would have gone sideways with my three young kids running around the house. So came into the office here for the Sunday evening. And so I have my cart here. Uh, my initial video I did was basically sharing that uh, part of the way I lead my school is just by rolling the cart around and providing teachers with customer service. Uh, and uh, and so, so this past year, uh, I, I just started working at, at a new school. And they, we're a school of over 800 students. And there was no conference room space. So I'm sitting in this in this office space and I'm like, you know, this is this is actually quite a bit of space. I'm not even I don't even spend a whole lot of time in the office. So I said, you know what, let me just actually abandon the office. We're going to turn the office. We're going to convert it into a conference room and I'll just use this thing and roll around the hallways on on my rolling cart. Uh, And so I spent the entire year. I didn't have an office for the entire year. I just used used my cart, rolled around the hallways. uh, And so I made a TikTok about that uh, and, and and it took off. My mind is blown, right? Again, I'm, I'm one of these people who saw this piece of content and I couldn't help but think this has to be a gimmick. It, it can't be real that a school principal would not have an office and would just roll around the building, literally. So what does the cart allow you to do? And is it, I mean, let, let's start there. What does it allow you to do? Sure. I think I think the most important job and role that I have as an administrator is having a pulse of what's happening across the whole campus. Uh, and I think especially in this time right now, we're coming out of COVID where it's, we, we all know that, you know, people are leaving the education in droves. Uh, it is a challenging time. And so I think one of the most important aspects of the work that administrators can do is support teachers, is provide them the best high quality support in whatever way that looks like for each individual. Uh, and so it's one of the ways that I make myself visible. I, I make myself attuned to just the needs because I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm walking in and out of classrooms. I'm, I'm asking people questions as they're walking down the hallway. And so, uh, so, so that's what, that's really kind of my premise for starting it was just so I can be aware of what's happening in the building and so that I can provide our teachers with the best level of support. You mentioned that your school has approximately 800 students. Can you describe uh, maybe the the layout of your campus is it one building, multiple buildings? What grade levels do that encompasses the eight hundred students? 
Absolutely. So we are a K through this coming this past year, we were a K through eighth grade. We're a growing school right now. So next year, we'll actually be a K through ninth grade. And then eventually we'll, we'll add a grade each year until we're a full K through 12th grade campus. Uh, and so I uh, and so, so 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 we're serving the whole range from from, from the itty bitty kinders and then eventually uh, through through high school. Uh, and so uh, that's uh, as as I'm going throughout my day. You know, I'm I'm high fiving students. I'm being present with with not only with the, with, the, with the teachers and the faculty and the building, but also with the students. See, Jared, I I I greatly appreciate the cart because being in in the leadership role as a VP, you know, I'm running around like crazy throughout a given day, right? And I feel like I'm missing a lot of things that are going on in the classrooms. I feel like I got the relationship with the kids because that's my number one focus throughout the day to make sure like the behavior is good, make sure the kids are happy, make sure they're doing the things they need to do, make sure they're not wandering the hallways. You know, I, I'm a middle school of 600, five through yes. eight. So, so like, you, you know the dynamics in a middle school. You have those great levels. So like break down your day for me because there's sometimes I have to go to my office because when you're walking the hallways, since you're so visible, it's, hey, uh, can I have you for a minute? Do you mind? Can you can you grab something? Can you do this? And then all of a sudden, it's like, what was the one thing I was actually walking on the hallways for? You get stopped five times before you make it down three classroom doors. So what does your day yes. look like? Sure. So I start that. So, so I have a consistent morning routine. So I greet students in the morning. They come into the gym in the morning during intake. I greet students every morning. I do my morning announcements over the intercom. Uh, and then uh, I always start the day with walkthroughs. And so what that looks like for me is I actually go class to class. I visit every classroom, uh, check in with each teacher. Uh, in some cases, I'll, I'll have a conversation with the teacher. So I'll ask them, hey, anything I can help you with, anything you need for today. In some cases, if the teacher's already started instruction, it might just be me giving a thumbs up to, uh, to, uh, to the teacher. Uh, so, I, so I start my day, though. I, I visit every, every class. I try to do a check in with it with every teacher, with every educator in our, in our building. Uh, fr- from that, I... You, you know, I will, I just, for the, for the things that I need to do that are in the office, I'll just post up at my cart. So my cart will be just out in the middle of the hallway. I will, if, if I'm having a meeting that I know is not, it's not a confidential meeting, I'll take a Zoom conversation from the middle of the hallway. Uh, and, and so I will just be out throughout the day. You know, my general day consists, I, I do a couple lunch duties, uh, during the school day. So I'm out invisible with students on, on the, on the duties that I do. Uh, if I have to take, if I, as much as I can, I try to minimize meetings during the day. I think that, especially as a young principal, uh, in earlier in my career, I found that I would, I was just, I would have a parent meeting and the parent would, would, would end up talking to me for, for 90 minutes straight. And so then it, that was 90 minutes where I was just in the office working with one parent and it just wasn't, it, it didn't have the impact that I wanted to have. And I'm not to say that the, the parents, uh, Whatever the parents' concerns were, or whatever the parent wanted to bring to that meeting, that, that's that's important, and those conversations need to happen. But uh, I've just been more selective with uh, how how I prioritize my time and when I have those meetings. Um, so I really try to minimize uh, time, my meeting time during the day. Uh, I will meet with teachers during the day, and that may, may look like sometimes I just have people come up to my cart. <laughs> uh, if it's something I need to talk in private, we'll we'll duck off into a conference room or an empty classroom. Um, but I, I do think to AJ, to your point, people are asking me questions all the time about various things. And I think responding in those moments and being there for whatever it is, whether it's they need an extra box of tissues or they, you know, they're, they're, the, ball, the, the, uh, the bulb went out in their Promethean. Those things actually matter because it's, it has a big impact on the teacher's day-to-day experience. And so 
I just, I go into each day knowing that like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to have minute to minute scheduled. I'm going to respond to the needs of the teachers and the students in the building. That, 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 that's great. Cause visibility is, is number one. You need, need to be visible. So I, I greatly Absolutely. appreciate that. Um, your walkthroughs. I'm curious about that. This is a informal walkthrough. This is not a write up. This is you just popping in, like you said, giving the thumbs up, you know, just kind of seeing how the day is starting or, or do you mix and match based on the needs of your school? Sure. That's a great question. Uh, I, the goal of my walkthroughs is to provide support for teachers. So my, my number one goal for those walkthroughs is, uh, to just be visible in the classrooms, see, and, and in most cases, I'm giving a high five to a teacher. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I walk into a lesson where the teacher is just rocking out and I'm just, you know, giving a thumbs up from the back of the room. The, the majority of my walkthroughs are just me just being positive about what's happening in the building. Uh, on the flip side, I also want, there's also a standard of excellence that I have in the building. And so just by me being in every classroom, when, when there are concerns or, or when learning is not happening, I'm also seeing that too. I think our, our adults in the building, they, they know that, I mean, they, they know they're going to see me every day. So, uh, so, so, so I generally find that people are really kind of bringing their A game every day because they know I'm going to be popping in at various points uh, throughout the day. Um, but I'm also not afraid to call out if, 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 they're, if I'm not seeing the level of instruction that, that we need for our students, then I also want to call it out. Because at the end of the day, if you're a second grader, you have one year, you have one year in second grade. Uh, and so having great instruction every day in second grade matters. Uh, so, so, I, so I think it's a combination. I would say the majority is highlighting the positive and reinforcing the positive. Uh, but I also think there, there's a level of accountability that needs to be there as well. Jared, I have a question back to something you were talking about before. And when you were describing your day, I couldn't help but think, and I think somebody who's listening might also think this, are you the only administrator in your school or do you have an administrative team that works alongside you? Absolutely. I have a, I have a dynamic team of administrators. Uh, and so I, I think part of, and, and the support that they provide also enables me to actually just be out walking the building and be visible because there's a lot of like the X's and O's that they are handling. We have a, a student affairs team, for example, uh, which consists of a director of student affairs, and then we have two deans. And so let's say it's a, a parent who comes in and, and they, they need to meet right in the moment. Like my student affairs team will actually be the lead to take those meetings in most circumstances. There's definitely meetings where I'll get involved in, but they're kind of the first lines for follow-up in, in a situation like that. We have, uh, we have an academics team. So we have a director of academics programs, uh, a director of academic programs. Uh, and so they're handling everything from scheduling and that team handles sub coverage in the building. So, uh, so, so I think our leadership structure also enables me uh, to be able to just be out and visible and present. Uh, our, another department we have is, is we actually have a head, head of operations for our school. Uh, and so even all the operational side of the building, you know, I have my, I'm, I have my hands in that, but I have a team who is, who is also leading uh, that, that charge as well. My follow-up to that would be, are a lot of these other admins also office-less and rocking a cart or some sort of mobile setup? Have you paved the way for them? We actually, so it's a, it's a great question. We've been, we, we've been joking about it, especially since, since uh, the, the TikTok blew up. So, uh, so, <laughs> so all of my administrators are now ordering carts. Uh, I'm actually really jealous right now because our director of academic programs just purchased this like really slick, sleek looking cart. Uh, and it, it's about to dust what I have over here. Uh, so I, I think that <laughs> I, I, but I really think that like it is, it, so all like we, we do have offices for other administrators. 
I think one of my pushes to my leadership team is we all need to be out and visible. And I, and I think in, in doing so, I think then that also enables us, you know, if we, if we have three or four administrators out in the building, then one or two in an office working on whatever they need to crank on the office can, can work if we balance it out that way. And so that's the one thing we're digging through over the summer as we're uh, planning for the upcoming year. So, but th- this is your first, you just finished your first year in this particular school, right? Yes. So a lot, I'm assuming that some of these admins and these other leaders, they were already in place. And now you come in, what was their reaction to, let's be honest, you've got high energy. You seem to be really excited about education and passionate about what you do as the the principal and head of school in your role. How did they react to you this whole school year? (laughs) Uh, Well, they're everyone's still on board. Everyone's still with the team. So, so, uh, so I'll use that as a starting place. Uh, no, I, I think we, I, I have a dynamic group of leaders and, and, and my goal as, as, as the, in the head of school role, my goal is to empower the other leaders on my team, to allow them to lead uh, with, uh, for the lanes that they're over, to allow them to, the runway, uh, to lead with that. I think, you know, my style is, 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 is very different. It's unique. Uh, but I really try to build people up. I, I love collaborating. I love, I, I love, I just, lo- I love the teamwork aspect of this work. Uh, and so uh, one of the things that we did, uh, to, to really make sure that we were all on the same page is, I mean, we met a ton last summer and then throughout the school year, we had, we had, uh, Tuesday and Thursday leadership team meetings. We met like clockwork at 830 every Tuesday and Thursday morning. And so we were always making sure that we were aligned. We we're on the same page as I was doing the various things like, rolling the cart or, t- you know, when I told them about rolling the cart around, like that, I, I shared with them, like, this is, this is what's coming. This is the energy that I'm going to bring. Uh, so there was no surprises that way. Uh, and the impact of that is, I mean, we have, we have our entire leadership team from this year is all return, ter- returning for next year. Uh, and, uh, and, and so I'm really excited about just the path forward for the school as well. That's awesome. I love Jared, all of this. <laughs> Jared, I have, I have a lot of questions, but I'm going to ask you the hardest hitting question of the night right now. Let's go. Bring why, it, AJ. Why, why don't you describe the cart for us so we can get the full the full approach of the cart? What's on there for those who are not watching on on oh, the yeah. YouTube? All right. So 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 this is also a good one. And on 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 TikTok, people, my followers have been asking me though, like, what is it? We need a cart tour. What is in the cart? Uh, the, the the reality of it is, it's not actually about the cart. Uh, and so this whole stick of oh, I'm rolling around the cart all day. It has less to do with the cart, and it's just more about the the presence and the visibility. Uh, the the cart is just a, an artifact that that ro- rolls along with me. Uh, so so on my actual cart, I think I mean this is actually my most important uh, piece here that I have is my trash <laughs> picker. Uh, so this rolls around with me twenty four seven. I pick up probably about two hundred and fifty to three hundred pieces of of random papers and uh, and and wrappers a day uh, with, uh, with, with my trash picker. I, uh, in the bottom of it, I, clu- one of my biggest pet peeves is like, is, is, uh, when doors are closed. So like for bathrooms, like we keep the doors, the, door, the doors open so we can just have an ear to making sure nothing's, nothing crazy is happening in the bathroom. Uh, so I have extra door stops in the bottom of my cart. So I can always at any moment when, when that bathroom door is closed and somehow the bathroom door stop disappears, boom, I got it. It's back in there. Uh, I do keep a supply of, of boxes of tissues because that's one of the, one of the frequent requests I get. I have a supply of Band-Aids. I have a supply of pencils. So those are all housed in the lower compartment of the cart. Um, and outside of that, I keep my laptop on my cart. So I do, I, I do check my email throughout the day. I try not to spend a ton of time on the email. 
Uh, but of course, it serves as, as my computer desk as well. So that's the, that's the overview of the cart. And I see on there, you got four papers on there. I see one says growth mindset and student achievement. What are the other ones that, that's on there? Sure. I have uh, professionalism. I have uh, solutions only, which is just the mindset of just like coming, approaching our work with a, with a solutions oriented mindset. Uh, so I do try to post some messaging on it. Uh, we also, we, uh, for state testing, uh, I, I actually, uh, I t- we took pictures of all of our teachers and, uh, and I had motivating caption bubbles from, from the teachers, just encouraging the students. So it was the side of my cart also has, has pictures of the teachers with motivating messages. And I kind of, I tried to, I tried to, uh, just kind of change the decor of the cart throughout the year based on, on the needs and, and what we're working on at that time of year. I was about to say, you need like a daily quote on there, a little, little, I, little whiteboard with a daily quote. AJ, this is where I need, I need to step up my game. You're, you're exactly right. That, that leads me to my question. So you've gone through this year. And I'm sure there were points where you're like, ah, wish I had this. And then I'm sure you added it. So you've gone through this whole year. What is cart 2324 going to look like? What is something you're like, all right, got to add this? All right. Uh, I don't actually think there's a whole lot that I want to add to the cart. Like the cart is just like, and so it's actually funny when, 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 when my, uh, when one of, one of my administrators got this like really sleek version of the cart. I was like, you know what? I'm, I, I want to kind of stick with my, my old, my old cart. My wife was telling me, she's like, you really need to upgrade because like you got this raggedy one. That's like, it's so loud. Everyone can hear you a mile down the hallway. Uh, and, um, but I, for me, it's just about just being present, being visible, supporting teachers. Wait, wait. I think speaking well, as a classroom teacher, nobody wants you to have a quiet cart. <laughs> <laughs> that is accurate too. That is, that is very accurate. It is really helpful for the, I think for the teachers to know oh, he's right around the corner. He's coming. Uh, and on the flip side, that also works in reverse too, because when, if there's a student who's off task or a student not doing what they need to do, they hear that. And suddenly, suddenly they sit up a little taller in their desks. It's almost like the ice cream man. You got it. <laughs> Maybe that's what I need to add for next year is a little music with it too. Got to go with the Mr. Softy jingle. <laughs> uh, I forgot my next question was going to be. AJ, what do you got? I, 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 I just, I, I love where this is going. I really appreciate you know, I'm trying to picture your school because like my school is is one floor. So the cart, cart for me is a little difficult because it's just like a square. So I'm just going around a square. How big is your school that like you can maneuver this? Is it is it multiple floors, one floor? Like what does it look right. like for you? So this is one of the new dynamics that's at play because right now this 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 past year we're one floor and it was just, uh, you know, just basically just a square. So I was just doing I could do laps uh, around it. Uh, next year, we actually have a, a new building that will house our middle school and high school. So they're in the, in the they're final, they're finishing out the renovations. So it's going to be two buildings. So I either need to now r- roll my cart down a ramp between the two different buildings, or I'm thinking maybe I'll just add just a second cart to have on deck in, in the new space. Um, but that's, that's kind of the structure and the layout of the, of the building from this past year. I would go with the two carts set up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It might be the way to go. Jared, I'm very curious about your, your, your thoughts on culture. Cause you know, I, I think it seems, you know, I'm just getting to know you like this. I'm pretty good at reading people. It seems that this is who you are. You're, you're, you're genuine, you know, and, and sometimes as a leader, you know, this approach is like, Oh, he's goofy or, you know, it, it, he, it's easy to take advantage. You know, we can just walk all like, you seem very genuine. So what is your approach on culture for your school and for your staff? It, as, so I'll answer that on two levels. I think for, for, for the faculty and staff, 
I think everything comes back to expectations. I, my belief is that like the, it's the, it's the teachers, it's the educators, it's the adults in the building that calibrate the expectations. Uh, and so as a leader, I have a high set of standard for, for all of the educators in our building. I expect our teachers to be well-planned. I expect uh, our teachers to come up with, with engaging lessons uh, and, uh, and, and they know I'm going to be out looking for it each and every day and see it and seeing it in action. Um, and I, I think with that, I also think, you know, one of the things I think sometimes and not knowing just how our school operates and stuff too. And, and some of the, some of the folks on TikTok actually have responded of like, Oh, I would hate that. Like this, it's, it's this is micromanaging, right? I think I, I really, what, one of the things that's very important to me is building a culture of trust with my teachers as well. And so I, our teachers here, my hope is that they feel like they have the autonomy and that they have the trust to, 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 to innovate, to, to get creative with what they're bringing to, uh, to, to the students each and every day. Uh, and so, so yes, I'm going to be out and present. Yes, I'm going to be out and visible, but I really want to have, that's one of the things that's important as I think about school culture is a culture where the professionals feel like they're treated as professionals. The professionals feel like they have a, a level of trust from their administrators. Um, so that they can do their best work. I never want to feel like, even though I'm out in my cart and I'm in their classes every day, I don't want them to feel like it's because I'm looking over their shoulder or you know, trying to trying to find faults in what they're doing. That's that's yeah. that, that's not my goal of doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, as it relates to uh, to students and student culture, I think one of the things that we really try to create here at the school is uh, just a culture of growth mindset, a culture where students feel I. I, I am successful. The hard work I'm putting in is going to lead to success. Uh, and, and that is something that is really important to us in terms of how, how, how we cultivate it. So a couple of examples, like we really try to make student growth visible to them. Um, one of the things that we're actually planning uh, this uh, for, for, the, for the new school year is actually we're, we're purchasing uh, T-shirts and uh, jackets for all, all the students who, who, have, who, have, who have advanced academically. And we're going to do a big jacket ceremony. So like that's basically like, just an example of something we're doing to just like celebrate and, and like and promote that culture that we're looking to instill. So that's, you know, cu- culture is a very big topic, but that's that, that's, a, that's a little bit of an overview. And, and, and based on your, your beliefs, do you have a any kind of positive uh, system in place or like caught doing good? Like, it seems like, you know, if you want people to embody that, do you have something that's showing, hey, I, I, I got you. Like I see you every day, you know, that you're doing the right thing. Do you have anything in place that that, that is like that? Yeah. So so definitely with with teachers. One of the things, uh, so, so when I'm rolling my cart around each morning, I always pass out, I hand a morning memo to the teachers. Uh, and every day in the morning memo, I include, uh, pictures of highlights from the day before. And so, uh, as I'm walking through classrooms, I see a great lesson. Boom. I snap a picture of it. That's on the front page of the morning memo the next day. I'll, uh, I'll walk around. I'll, I'll see, you know, exemplar work that students are doing, uh, that, that a teacher's facilitating in the class. Boom take a picture of that sample work and put it in the, in, in the morning memo. So that's one of the ways that's just like a routine structure that I use that works for, for us to, to celebrate the great work happening in the building. So that's, that's one example of, of how, of how we approach it. That's really cool. I love that. There's two places I want to go. I'll, I'll start with the, the easy one. You talked about customer service, right? Uh, what does that mean to you and how do you and your team do that? Aside from, you know, the thumbs up and, you know, being present, what are some of the things that you're doing that are good examples of what this customer service is for you as a school leader? Sure. Customer service includes everything, right? It's, it's, uh, I think 
my, I guess if I had to say, if I had to kind of put a pin on like, what is my definition of customer service? What I would say is it's differentiating to meet the individual needs of the educators in the building. So I do not believe that like, even when I'm doing my walkthroughs, people need very different things. And, and I get that. And so one of the things I really try to do is understand each individual, understand the needs of each individual. And so customer service means for me is catering to those specific needs. Um, what it, what it looks like in, in actual practice is it can look like, you know, checking in with a, with a teacher on, you know, how, Hey, I, I know your daughter was sick. How's your daughter doing? Anything, anything you need from me, you, you need to go like, is there a follow up doctor's appointment you need to go to? I, I'm happy to coordinate coverage for the class. Uh, it can be as, um, something like, you know, I'll go, I'll go into a classroom in the morning and I'll, I'll see a teacher in the, in the, in the staff lounge in the morning. They're, they're, they're in a battle with the copy machine. And so it's me going into class and saying, hey, you're able to get your copies. You want me to go grab those for you? Uh, so it can look like a bunch of different things, but it's basically just making sure that all the individuals and all the educators in the building are supported and whatever they need that, that myself and the other members of our leadership team are there for them. Here's why I like this. This is very much Simon Sinek, where by you taking care of your teachers and empowering them. I'm sure they do a phenomenal job taking care of the kids. Now, ultimately, as the building principal and the leader, you care about the kids, but your interactions aren't as direct with the kids as the teacher. So Correct. this is what I love about what you're doing and what you're saying. And yes, yes, yes. Share, if I, you who's I, listening, share this with other administrators. <laughs> Chris, I, I could not agree more with that. I, I And the way I look at it is I hands down believe that kids are the most important people in the, in the building. It's, it's, it's the kids that are the most important. Uh, and, and that being said, all of, it's all of our team of adults that actually have the highest impact. Uh, I, I'm, I work at a school with 800 students, right? And so I don't, I, 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 outside of giving high fives to students, I'm not having a ton of interaction with the students other than seeing them in the hallway or popping into a classroom. It's the teachers that are really doing the difference maker work. Uh, and so that's, that's why I, I prioritize that I'm going to support teachers first because I know if, if they are well supported, then that will translate to the work that they're doing with students. Um, I, I, I do think, you know, I, I think especially just coming out of COVID, like I feel like we put an just it just became a pressure cooker for our teachers. Right. Because not only did you have to educate students, not only did you still have to get the test scores, not only did you still have to, to make sure you know, your, your lesson plans were submitted, all of that, but then you also had to play the role of nurse. You had to play the role, uh, the, the role of school counselor. You had, you had to be a technology expert with all the virtual learning stuff. And so I feel like we, get, we, we, we put so much on our teachers that it's no surprise that we have all of these teachers who are leaving the profession. You know, I, I, I share with you all, I'm, I'm, recent, I'm a recent addition to TikTok, right? And so I'm watching all these TikTok videos and some of the trending videos and popular videos are all these videos of teachers packing up their classrooms and leaving the classroom at the end of the year for the last time. And my belief is if we're going to shift that narrative, then we have to do something differently. Uh, and, and what I believe is like we as administrators, it's our job to make sure that we are doing whatever we can to pull things off teachers' plates so that they can just focus on the direct work that they're doing with with their students and just being awesome teachers. Love it. Now, I know AJ has a question that he wants to get to, but I think, AJ, I'm going to jump in because I think this is a good one too. Yeah, go ahead. Jared, you have talked a lot tonight and you're embodying this on TikTok and what you're sharing. What, where do you draw your inspiration from? Because where did you 
learned this? Who inspired you to be the educational leader that you are? Sure. I, I, so I joke that I've never come up with one innovative, uh, practice in education. I've just, everything that, that I have, have, have brought to, to my job and to the work that I've done as an educator, I've just stole from people who are smarter than me uh, and, to, and who have great ideas. Uh, and so I, I think that I was, uh, I, I grew up with an interest in education because both of my parents were teachers. Uh, so I got to see my mom uh, taught first and second grade uh, for most of her career. Uh, my dad was a high school English teacher and so I grew up in the summers, you know, go, going in with my mom in the summer and helping her put up the border on her bulletin board. Uh, and so, so I grew around educators. I saw, you know, I just, I saw all, all the, all, all the love and the labor that they put into it. Uh, and, and so that, that was what interested me in just in, in being a part of, of, of this work in education. Uh, I think beyond that, you know, I, I think I've just had the opportunity in my career to work with some, some really amazing, uh, leaders, uh, and, uh, and so I, I feel like my my game has consistently been elevated because I work around smart people uh, who, who who have helped to guide me along the way. Um, you know, I, I think part of my inspiration. I'll tell a little story about just in, 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 as a as a young teacher. Uh, it was I was I was teaching in New Orleans. Uh, I had taught for two years. It was the start of my third year, and Hurricane Katrina happened. And uh, so so I relocated. I ended up out in Houston. Uh, and uh, there was a group of teachers who who, who I who, who I joined uh, joined up with, and we start we started a school out in Houston. This is after Hurricane Katrina, and uh, it was for students who had evacuated from uh, from New Orleans who were out in Houston at the time. Uh, and here were kids who had just lost everything, right? Like they're 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 out. Like, they're, they're like we we were doing recruitment from the school out of out of the Astrodome, out of the Reliance Center, uh, and. And the, and the students came into my class. I was teaching sixth grade math, uh, and, and, and they were, and they were ready for whatever it was that I was bringing to the lesson each day. And I'm thinking to myself, like, if this is what students can bring, uh, and, and, and I was just, I was, I was so motivated by them of how they were able to rise to the occasion. Uh, and, and, and I was inspired by that. And so I think that, I mean, that, that, Experience in and of itself made me a lifelong educator because I was like, if, if students can have this much resilience, overcome all of these circumstances and rise to the challenge, uh, then, then this is where I want to be. And seeing those light bulb moments with kids, seeing, you know, kids when they just become, they start to believe in themselves, they develop that growth mindset. I, I, I love being a part of that. And that's why I do this work. Okay. So if you were inspired by others and you, you steal ideas from other people, so who was the original cart person? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I know there's a lot of people who have rolled around carts uh, before me. I've had a lot of teachers who I've worked with who have been rolling cart to cart as floating teachers. And so I really just stole it from my teachers. I've never met a traveling so teacher with a cart as happy as you. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to go back to the cart because I, I know I keep harping on it, but like being in this role, I, I know the visibility is important, as you had discussed. The, the the culture and the climate, the the expectations on the staff is incredibly important. But I'm sure you know you're you're putting yourself out there, which good for you, because a lot of people would not. You know, they would do this behind closed doors and then do whatever they deal with. You're putting yourself out there, and I'm sure there's comments that come back your way from people who are following you. You know, in the same role and say that wouldn't work. That, that that's not right. There's something else going on. You have to have your own office. And, and look, it's it's hard. I try to be as visible as I can, 
But there's times even for me, I'm like, I need to go hide in my office for a second just to breathe. So what, what do you, what do you say to those who question you or in saying to, to the situation that, no, this is not possible. This is not something you can do. You know, how do you address that if you're getting those, those trolls and those haters on, on TikTok? Sure. Uh, well, what I'd say to that, what I'd say is that it's, it's, this is something that works for me. And so I can't speak to other administrators experience. Every, every school situation is unique, is different. Uh, I, I mean, even before I had the cart, that was just my style. I was rarely in my, in my office. I, I didn't have a formal cart last school year. Uh, but my office just became our PBIS storage, uh, and, and, and a dust collector, right? So like I wasn't actually using my office because I was still out and about, uh, throughout the school. Uh, so, so what, what I'd say to like the, the naysayers is, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not a style that works for everyone. Um, it works for me. It works for my team. Uh, I, you know, even, even looking at right now, our, our, with our current faculty here at the school, we, we have over 90%, uh, faculty retention looking from, from, from the spring to looking ahead to next year. And so that for me is an indicator of, okay, people feel like this is a place they can be long-term. Uh, and, and, and so I'll keep doing what works for, for me and my team. Awesome. Good for you. I love that. Chris, I want you to ask your last question is on there. Don't worry about, I, I'm going to talk to Jared outside of, outside of this, because it doesn't fit what we're talking about. I'm just going to grill him one day. So, I'm just gonna, so, so the last thing we have written down, you want me to ask it. Let's the go. Last one. Yeah. Let's okay. go. Uh, all right. So Jared, before we talk about your listening to podcasts and things of that nature, what advice would you give to the aspiring educational leader who is passionate about making a positive impact? What is some of the advice you'd like to give the new or soon to be administrator? Sure. I think the best piece of advice I can give, it's, it's really, it's really twofold. One, it's, it's, it's listen to the teachers on your team. I uh, hear, you know, respond to their needs hear what's working, hear what's not working, uh, and, and, and be able to respond to their needs. And then the second thing is never lose the mindset of what it's like to be in the classroom. Uh, I got into this work because I love teaching at its core. Uh, and I always think about what were the things that set me up to be successful? Well, some of the things that set me up for success were ha- having, ha- having some outstanding colleagues, uh, having the resources that I need, uh, working for a, a boss who I felt I could trust. Uh, and so... Uh, and so I always approach this work when I'm rolling around the cart, I'm thinking through my own lens of what worked for me in the classroom, what set me up to be successful as a teacher. Uh, and, uh, and, and I try to lead just with that in mind at all times. And then I guess AJ has some, some hard questions to ask you <laughs> off the air. I guess. No, I don't it know. Just, it's just, it's just <laughs> for, for my own improvement and, and things in this school that I want to see that I think Jared can give me some, some pointers to based on that. Nice. Like I said, we'll talk. All right. Love it. So. Jared's uh, information is going to be in the show notes for this episode. So if you're listening on the podcast side, make sure you go to podcastpd.com slash 129, click on his bio. Uh, But Jared, not everybody's going to go to our website and click on the notes. So if they want to check you out on TikTok, what is your handle and how can they get to you there? Sure. My handle is at principal underscore lamb, L-A-M-B. So that's the best way to find me. Excellent. All right. We're going to talk about our executive producers, and then we're going to do our podcast recommendations. So do you find value in our conversations here on Podcast PD? Did you enjoy listening to us talk to the awesomeness that is Jared? Well, you can also support our efforts in creating this content for you. Well, you can. You just said it. You can give back to Podcast PD on a monthly or yearly basis. 
You can give $10 a month, $100 a year. You can, can help us continue to bring you insightful and engaging conversations. And as a thank you, all executive producers will receive an exclusive Podcast PD executive producer sticker. But that's not all. Yearly supporters will also receive a Podcast PD mug and an awesome T-shirt with both of our cartoon faces on it. There you go. So if you're down, visit podcastpd.com slash executive producer for more information on how you can become an executive producer and give back to the show. You can join our current executive producers. We want to say thank you to Holly Landez, Sandy Hartman, and the incomparable Stephanie Scrocky. So why wait? Head over to podcastpd.com slash executive producer and become an executive producer today. If you're watching on YouTube, here are the stickers. Let's go. Look at those. Those look shiny. They, uh, they're matte finish. Oh, not going to lie. So they're holographic. They look great on a laptop for yeah, sure. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So podcastpd.com slash executive producer. Now, what are we listening to? AJ, you're first. What oh, podcasts have you been listening to? Thank you. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, so I'm going to throw in uh, a podcast that I've mentioned before, but it's a different episode. So uh, the podcast is Everybody Pulls the Tarp, uh, and it's uh, the episode, I don't know what number it is. It's from April, and it's with Ryan LaVarnway, who is baseball's most resilient player. Uh, I'll give you the, the read-up on this one. Uh, Andrew talks to former MLB catcher and 2013 World Series champion Ryan LaVarnway. Uh, Ryan went to Yale University, a school that's produced more U.S. presidents than big league hitters. He was drafted by the Red Sox and then experienced twists and turns that pushed him to never give up. And over the course of Ryan's 10-year career, he played for eight MLB teams and was called up, sent down to the minors, traded or released 26 times. He did it all play in the catcher position, which is one of the most complex and multifaceted roles in sports. In this conversation, Andrew and Ryan dive deep into the success secrets that made Ryan one of baseball's most resilient players uh, and I like this because it really helps you with uh, your mental focus, navigate, um, you know, the, the things you're going through and, and kind of figure out the idea of resiliency and why it's important. So everybody pulls the tarp. It's from April and it's with Ryan LaVarnway. Really, really cool episode. And the baseball didn't hurt for me. Nice. I, too, am going to dip into the well of shows we've recommended before, but a more recent episode uh, so you guys know, uh, I'm a big fan of, and we talk about the 5 a.m. miracle a lot here on Podcast PD with Jeff Sanders, and uh, his June 19th episode was called Best Of. It was seven strategies to clear your mind and focus like a pro. So here's a little bit of the synopsis. Feeling scattered, stressed, overwhelmed? Maybe that's you as a principal. You might be scattered and overwhelmed. Who knows? Uh, Jeff is with you. His life is busier now than ever, which means he needs simple strategies to slow down and clear out the madness. So this is the June 19th episode, 2023, uh, of the 5 a.m. Miracle, and there will be a link to that in our show notes. Jared, you said you listen to podcasts. What are you listening I, to, loving, learning from? I do. One of the uh, podcasts, so so I listen to several uh, podcasts just about mindset. I, I think... Uh, you know, it's, it's, I, I feel, feel it's so important to the work that I do as an administrator of, I have to come in with that positive mindset, ready to go each day for whatever the day is going to throw at me. Uh, and, uh, so, so one of the, uh, one of the podcasts I listened to is, uh, Ed Milet. Uh, and, I uh, and there was a, there was a podcast that he did last month that came out, uh, called Develop Unbreakable Self-Discipline. Uh, and, and it really resonated with me because I think it's one of the ways that, 
you know, balancing being a dad, a husband, uh, an administrator, uh, just ha- having ha- having better self-discipline is something, something that sets me up for success. Uh, and so this particular podcast uh, talked about actionable steps uh, on how to overcome distractions uh, and then uh, master the art of self-discipline. One of the things I love about it is uh, that he does a great job of just giving specific strategies. Uh, so he talks through, you know, just morning routines and, and different things to, to start his day off. Uh, and uh, it's, it's a lot that I've incorporated into my own life that has set me up to be su- successful. So highly recommend it. Ed Milet, develop unbreakable self-discipline. Excellent. Thank you. I'll be listening to that one tomorrow. <laughs> Again, all the recommendations will be uh, in the show notes, which on the podcast side are a swipe or a tap away or go out to podcastpd.com slash one, two, nine. Maybe we could buy some advertising space on his cart. Then when he puts it on TikTok, people <laughs> will learn about the podcast. No, I'm kidding. So, so Jared needs a quote board and stickers. That's what it yes. sounds like. <laughs> Absolutely. And music. Music for the ice cream man. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for the, the, the theme song. suggestions. Theme song. There you go. A walk-up song. <laughs> <laughs> you like you like wrestling, Jared? <laughs> I'm going to need to incorporate it. Awesome. All right. Jared, did you have fun with us? This is a blast. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, AJ. No doubt, man. Thank Excellent. you so much. Thank you. All right. We will be back. Uh, AJ, we'll be back at the end of July. Yeah. Let's, let's say let's say we're going to do it. <laughs> there you go. We're, we're on this once a, once a month kick. So we'll be back on Sunday, July 30th with episode 130, uh, which gives me a few weeks to go find more cool people to talk to. And uh, we'll be back right here on podcastpd.com slash live. Jared, thank you so much for being here. And again, people can connect with you on TikTok. What is your handle once again? My uh, handle is principal underscore lamb, L-A-M-B. Excellent. AJ is still not on TikTok. I I get too distracted. I don't need anything else to distract me from doing work. Is it a distraction, Jared? (laughs) You just have to put limits on it. Listen to the podcast on uh, on (laughs) self-discipline. There you go. I I should probably listen to it because I have no self-discipline on TikTok. (laughs) All right. We will be back in a month. Jared, thank you for being here. And we will see everybody next time. Wave goodbye. Thank you for checking out this episode of Podcast PD. For links to everything that we discussed in this episode, you can visit the show notes at our website, podcastpd.com. To connect with the show on social media, we are at Podcast PD on Instagram and Twitter. And we share using the hashtag podcast PD to connect with AJ and myself. We are on Twitter at Mr. Nessie and at AJ Bianco. We would love to hear from you. So please go to podcastpd.com slash feedback and send us an email, send us a voice message, whatever you need to do. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you share it with somebody that you think would get value from it. Word of mouth is the best way to share a podcast you enjoy. And we hope you enjoy podcast PD. We appreciate you listening, we appreciate your sharing, and we love creating this podcast for you. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care.